Hello and welcome to another edition of Dairy Dialogue, the weekly podcast from Dairy Reporter. And this is the last one in October. Not a great deal of time to put the show together this week because I've spent most of it at Cial, one of the world's biggest food events, held every other year in Paris, France. Cial hosts other events around the world, but this is the big one, with eight massive halls filled with companies from packaging to innovation. While there are dairy companies in almost every hall, Hall 7 has dairy companies from all around the world in attendance, both big and small. And of course, there are tens of thousands of visitors from almost every country too. And all of them seem to be very much on the same train as me going to and from the event every day. The trains and the station were very, very crowded. Fortunately, once inside, because of the sheer size of it, everybody spreads out a bit. Although I do have to say I found it a little difficult to navigate around the place, as did quite a few others I spoke to. It was also sometimes a bit tough navigating around people whose sense of direction leaves their bodies when they're intently staring down at their phones. And there's the people who stand in the middle of aisles having conversations, gesticulating wildly, and in doing so almost take out a dozen attendees. And then there's the people collecting every bag, info pack, and freebie around and putting them into massive suitcases on wheels that not only take up space, but really hurt when they roll over your feet, to which I can attest. And then, of course, you get the scornful look as if somehow it was your fault for having feet. Anyway, that's the rant over. As for new products, there were many on display, and hopefully I'll be able to get to showcasing some of them over the coming weeks, including interviews with Finnish dairy cooperative Valio, a new spreadable product created from cheese waste, a story on camel milk, a cheese company in Indonesia, a cooking yogurt from Spain, new lactose-free products in Bulgaria, milk testing in Switzerland, and a new infant formula from Denmark. So I've taken some bits of a few of those interviews to share on the podcast today to hopefully encourage you to check them out over the next few weeks, along with all the other news, of course. And we'll have our weekly look at the dairy markets with Liam Fenton from INTLFC Stone. And just as a bit of a plug, on November the 15th, we're going to be presenting an online webinar on innovation with guest panelists from Arla, Fonterra and Novozymes. So please feel free to sign up for that on the website. And no doubt, if I remember, I'll put out another reminder on next week's show. First this week, seeing as we're in Paris, we'll head across the border into Switzerland for what the company Swiss Decode says is a revolution in food crisis management that will help food manufacturers get back to work after an outbreak. To tell us more about it is the company's CEO and co-founder, Bridge Sahi. Swiss Decode was formed in uh, 2016. We're an offshoot from the University of Geneva. And it all came about because one of the co-founders, Gianpaolo Rando, he was working on some technology at the University of Geneva. And what he realized was that he could take the qPCR and turn it into a box, which can actually be performing DNA tests on site and give results in 30 minutes. Now, the use of this technology is really, really wide. But let's think about milk for one second. For as long as one can remember, three, four hundred years ago, milk was always being adulterated. They were adding chalk to milk and then adding water to dilute it back down again. So this was happening 400 years ago. But today what happens, especially in Asia, is that people are adding proteins such as wheat, corn, soy, and then they add uh, fat such as vegetable oil and corn oil. And uh, in terms of processing the milk, 
this can have an impact on the final product. We were actually approached by a company and they said, uh, for your with your technology, which can target DNA, can you create tests for wheat, soy, corn, and then vegetable oil, etc., etc.? And we said, look, rather than having all these tests, we can do something much better. We will give you one test, and this will be able to detect any vegetable material in the milk. So you need one test, and it takes half an hour to give you the result. So you can imagine this test being used at milk collection points. Then if we have uh, the production of cheese, let's take mozzarella as an example. People are always asking, is this mozzarella really made from buffalo milk? Or is it made with a bit of cow's milk as well, which is much, much cheaper, less fat content, less protein content. And the question can be answered by us now within 30 minutes. So we created another test, which is specifically to detect cow DNA in a non-cow sample where it shouldn't be. So this is how we started. But then we soon noticed that uh, really the, one of the biggest issues in the industry today is around pathogens and allergens. The majority of food recalls occur because of salmonella, E. coli, listeria, Campylobacter, and then the 14 main allergens is declared by the European Union. So what we have done now is actually to create the same DNA test that can detect Salmonella, Listeria, E. coli in six hours. Now that is a significant breakthrough in the industry today. So the service we're launching today at CL is our rapid intervention service. If there's a, uh, an outbreak, a food, a food safety outbreak in a factory somewhere, we can go to that factory and we can do over 100 tests for salmonella, listeria, E. coli, whatever. Over 100 in six hours. And that is for us to help you detect where the outbreak is, what the source of the outbreak is. I, I'll give you a very good example. There was one factory, but basically they realized that they had a listeria issue in one particular line. So what they did, they took the machine, the whole line apart, they washed every component, they put it back together, it took them three days. Then they passed the first batch of product through, let's say it was making cheese. And when the first batch of product came through, they took some samples, they sent it to the lab for listeria check. The result came back in four days. That's seven days. And guess what? It was positive for listeria. So they just wasted seven days for no reason at all. What we can do is go there when they're taking the machine apart, they wash all the components in the machine, and then we can test every single component. Just confirm that there is no listeria or whatever in there, and then let the machine be put together. Then we test the raw material coming in and the final product going out, all in one shift. And that's really how we can speed up the factory going back to its normal operations. So this is a rapid intervention service that we're launching here today. But we're not standing still. So our customers have said to us, especially uh, milk producers, they've said, you know, we have tens of lorries, if not a few hundred lorries, coming every day delivering their milk to us. Your test takes half an hour. That's too long. That's just too long for us. What we want, they said, is a test that will take no more than two minutes. Okay. Well, they said at least no more hands-on time than two minutes. Okay, so we went back to the drawing board and we're launching this solution in the middle of next year. It's our digital capsule solution where, if you can just imagine, there's a capsule 
the uh, tradesman, the factory worker, the warehouseman takes the food sample, milk sample, cheese sample, puts it into the capsule, closes the capsule, places it on our device and walks away. Then what we do is every 20 seconds we analyze what's happening in the capsule. And then after about 20 minutes, we issue a digital certificate. So the data is going from the device into the cloud, into our lab. And so we say that our laboratory in Switzerland is actually analyzing the sample in your factory. And this is what the customers want. We issue this digital certificate and then we make the certificate available to whoever wants it. We know for a fact that McDonald's refuses to accept uh, food into its system unless it has some certificates, such as salads are free of E. coli or something is free of listeria. And we can issue those certificates in 30 minutes before the trucks who are delivering to McDonald's get there. And that's what we're planning to do with our digital solution. But one extra plus on top of that is we are actually going to have eight tests in one capsule eight different tests. So if you can imagine doing Salmonella, E. coli, Listeria, Campylobacter, whatever, whatever else is needed, we will do those eight tests in one capsule and give you the results within six hours. Now it's over to another French neighbour, Spain, for a company that's actually located in a region that borders Portugal, Galicia. The company is Case Creme and it's developed a new cooking yoghurt. We spoke with export sales manager Daniel Siniero Rodriguez about the award-winning product. Cascreme uh, is, is a very innovative company. It's a, dairy, it's a Spanish dairy company who is specialized in developing, uh, producing of soft cheeses, soft cheeses like cream cheese, like mascarpone, like nowadays we are launching a, a yogurt product. So we started in 2008 to produce, and this is a spin-off from the university. So it means that it's an R&D company. It makes the focus, put the focus in the specialization, in the innovation, in the flexibility, and for sure it's focused in export activity. We are nowadays doing about 50% of the export activity nowadays. So we produce cream cheese, we produce mascarpone, and we produce for all the channels. We do retail, we do food service, we do bakery and pastry, we do food industry. So we have, uh, we have an expertise developing cream cheeses mainly for the food service market, maybe for the professional market. So we work in the functionality, we work in the composition, we work in the, in the food claims nowadays, we work in halal, we can work as well in kosher. Nowadays in Seattle we are presenting our culinary yogurt. Culinary yogurt was awarded by the Seattle Innovation Committee here. So culinary yogurt is a new concept of yogurt. It's a revolutionary concept of yogurt. Uh, we have the standard yogurts in the market. We have Greek yogurts in the market, but nobody has a culinary yogurt. Culinary yogurt was developed with the professional market and thinking about the professional market. It's a, it's a yogurt that when you use in an end, end recipe, like a cake, like a, for example a yogurt cake, in ice cream, in foams, in some ba base bakery and pastry applications, you will have the real flavor of the yogurt and, and also the texture. It's a concentrated yogurt that helps you to have this real yogurt flavor. It is, it's very special because when you use the standard yogurt in your applications, maybe you whip it with the whipping cream for, to create a mousse, you 
the flavor, the yogurt flavor is out of that because it's very soft. I mean, yogurt, the standard yogurt is very humid. So what we did is we create a yogurt with all the flavor, with all the texture. So it's the end user who is going to balance the flavor and the texture. The fat content is quite high, it's 26%. It's, it's mostly like a, like a cream cheese. So it's very concentrated. So it's the end user who, is going, who needs to balance the texture and the flavor. They have the, the flavor concentrated, they have the texture concentrated. So they do, they balance the, in the end recipe. It's very versatile because you can do in, you can use in the cold dishes, in hot applications, in sweet and savory applications. For example, you can do a, a tzatziki, for example, for dipping, for a savory dishes. You can do a yogurt cake. You can do an ice cream. You can do a mousse. You can do a foam. You can use it for sauces, for dipping in savory dishes, for example. Nowadays, <laughs> we are in a launching process, so we are offering to all our partners all over the world. We are approaching all the markets, all the key markets for the dairy products. And what's the reaction been like at the show to the new products? Uh, the technical customers or the professional customers, they understand perfectly the yogurt. So that means that we are doing something good. Next is a country that certainly doesn't border France. It's the United Arab Emirates, where, as you may expect, there are camels. And that leads us to camel milk. And we chatted to regional sales manager Europe, Martin Lilly, about the benefits of camel milk and the kind of products that are made from it. Our company, uh, Camelicious, is the first of its type in the world. We've got 7,000 camels in Dubai, where everything's done in-house, from the milking to the processing to making our other products as ice cream. We're currently focusing on Europe. With our camel milk powder, we're encouraging different producers in Europe to make chocolate, to make cosmetics, to make ice cream, to make drinks, coffee drinks, milkshakes, smoothies. Uh, there are many applications for the powders. It's very important in the Middle East, the camel milk, but to Europe it's a new product. So we need to explain the product and the benefits of it. The benefits of camel milk are nutritionally as about 10 times the iron from cow milk about five times the vitamin C from cow milk and about half of the fats from cow milk. Most importantly, there are no known allergies to camel milk. This means that people with cow milk protein allergy can tolerate camel milk and all of our products. In the GCC, the market's relatively established. Now we're focusing on Europe, beginning with the United Kingdom where the products are currently available in Asda. They were starting with natural milk, and now we start with a range of 10 ice creams. Outside the nutritional value, uh, it's used for healing from many conditions to do with inflammation, from Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, even autism. It's a very interesting product, but we have a very long way to go in Europe to educate the people and tell about the benefits of camel milk. The taste of camel milk is very similar to cow milk, a little bit saltier than cow milk and half of the fat means it's a, a lot thinner than cow milk and it's very white, only slightly saltier. One big difference from the camel and the cow is the camel just gives 6 litres per day whereas the cow gives 40 litres a day. So our products will come at a cost and will remain a niche product for health enthusiasts, people with allergy or people which want to use it to assist with a health condition. 
So recently we made a contract with the French supplier Total and we're going to put solar panels for many kilometers that we will be generating all of our own electricity from solar panel. We're also currently making one other product to do with recycle, environmental friendly, and that's with the camel waste. Can be used as a biomass to also generate electricity. Within three years, we will be energy self-sufficient. All the Middle East countries have the products in some Asian, Malaysia, Indonesia. We just recently started to Russia with cheese and Europe is now our focus, but the UK is established and now the rest of Europe. Our products go from, we got fresh milks, long life milk, powders, ice creams, baby formula, chocolate, drinking yogurt, Laban, energy drinks. In total, we got 42 camel milk products. At the moment, we start one new project to do camel milk cosmetics, which will be shampoos and skin creams. Finally on the show this week, we hear from INTL FC Stone's Liam Fenton with his weekly look at the global dairy markets. Butter moved lower uh, this week. Quarter one moved down by about €200 in quarter one to trade around the 44.25 level. Most of this sell-off seems to have been attributed by aggressive physical butter sales at the CL conference in Paris this week where butter was trading around 43.50 early on last week. Sales being, with butter being offered at the 4200 level, pushed prices lower. Skim milk powder, on the other hand, had a very quiet week and remained stable. Quarter one trading around the 16.85 level. A uh, word again from the CL on skim milk powder was that it was quite strong. Uh, with European skimmel powder being very competitive on a global basis, ensuring continued demand and support for skim. Thanks, Liam. INTL FC Stone provides risk management and margin hedging programs and services, as well as OTC hedging tools and M&A advisory services to the global dairy industry. That's all we have time for this week, so please join us again next week on the Dairy Reporter Dairy Dialogue podcast. <laughs>